0: How are you doing, all?
1: gentlemen and welcome to the Barcast. it is me your co-host Mark and obviously Chris to the side
0: hello there how that? are you
1: all doing now obviously to start off it, this episode is going to be about impacts on life uh, d- different ways that stuff has affected us and changed us to who we are both ourselves and other people to start mm. off obviously as I am the gamer I recently finished a game that came out a couple of years ago, called *Death Stranding*, where basically you're reconnecting America together after a an event has taken place so that's caused everyone to like be in shelters. Now, I'm not going to spoil too much or say what the story is because I'd rather people who haven't played it and they think thinking of playing it enjoy the story because it tells it over the span of the game, like normal. But the ending really got to me because you made connections with certain people and you were saying like the goodbyes and it was people that you weren't close to at the start and if at some points you didn't actually like them uh and you weren't like too touchy-feely and then at the end you kind of like hug this character that helps you throughout the way and your stories progressed and you were like his first friend and it really got to me because it's like uh, it was such a good story you're going across america and then you make a true friend that even helps you near the end where he's almost helping you by saying goodbye because he wants you to almost have freedom. It's rare that I get teared up over Mm, game ending. It is. Usually, as Chris knows, usually I'm pretty much like, don't show that many emotions even like in some films. Uh, But yeah, it was one that really got to me and it was like the same as almost like... um, out of Titanfall 2's ending, so if anyone's played that and finished the ending, they they kind of get what I mean with like a saying a goodbye and how much of a friendship you build up. So that's like mm. the gaming side of me because it was interesting so I, I can go a little bit more depth into Death Stranding to explain what it is. Basically, you start off as not working with this organisation then you join up, but you're the only one that can really make it across America you're the only great deliverer so, if you can imagine like delivering Amazon par- parcels in like good conditions and that, but it's across America landscape and you don't have vehicles, it's walking on foot. So, you've got to use stuff like ladders, things, you've got to worry about terrain, and like the rain can accelerate time. So, basically, you've got to almost avoid that and plan your routes. And you don't want to work with the company, but you are because you're the only one that can save humanity without spoiling anything. That's all I'll say. Mm. Um, but well Chris, you star- what about yourself
0: yeah. well you started off with gaming and cuz you're the gamer well I'm a sing I'm the singer I'm the music guy of the two of us and the first impact that had me musically um the reason that I finally started doing music was a random gentleman uh spoke to me um I'll take you back to about December of twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. So it was yeah, it'll be six years this December. Mm. Um I was I went to one of these lodge nights. Um it's basically an organization that my stepdad goes to. It's quite old fashioned, one of those like okay. inner circle things. Um quite yeah, definitely old fashioned. Um that's the places where I can put it. Um, oh, I mean, a, lot you,
1: a lot of your songs do give off that vibe because it's quite a good,
0: yeah, a good era. But um, we went to a carol night, Christmas carols. You know, okay. I've been doing these every year since I was about six. Oh, okay, that's quite. A and lot. Um, obviously, you know, I was never—I've never been the most confident in myself. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that in my early days of singing, I was never like. Mr confident but i i enjoyed myself on this night and i really just like like there's a lot of pe. there was a lot of people there that night so i felt like comfortable enough that i could just sing loud because there was other people drowning me out because there was no solos there was none of this solo rubbish there was always groups um and i'm all i was always better singing in groups because other people could drown me out so i could just sing and not worry about being heard There was a gentleman that was sitting behind me, much older. He was about late 70s, early 80s. Oh, okay. And at the end of the night, when I was saying the goodbyes to people, because my parents always made sure I said goodbye to people, Mm. he he shook me by hand and went, Young man, you should do something with that voice. Two months later, I had my first singing lesson.
1: So, wise words, and you've taken them on board?
0: Yeah. That that's honestly if that old man <laughs> didn't nudge me then, I wouldn't have started singing lessons.
1: It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Like how one mm. one person could change mm. the course of where like, you want to
0: go. At the time, um I was starting to hit the point where I wasn't quite happy with myself. Mm. Like I was twenty stone, I wasn't really All my friends were going off to do these amazing things and I was just starting to feel a bit bogged down by my situation. I get that. Like I was I was nearly twenty one and I couldn't see myself going anywhere. I needed something to change. Mm. And but I didn't know what. I didn't know what was gonna happen. But that what he said just changed my confidence in myself just enough in the right direction. That I know what I wanted to change. I wanted to add this hobby of singing, mm. and then you can sort of hear that in the first song I wrote. It was a song called Move. It was it was me admitting that I was stuck and I needed to do something. I had to move forward. I had to move on from my previous self. And that's that song which I wrote two years later. Mm. So four years ago. That that's where it came from.
1: Oh, it's a good bit of origin story
0: as well. Yeah, that that song's got the most backstory to mm. it.
1: it's always good to have because then if it's a track that you don't and it's got a story, then you know it's more inspired and mm. more
0: impactful on you. Yeah. Always do. I'm gonna. Obviously, music's been a big impact of my life, mm. but I don't want to talk too much about music because I feel like we've got a good music episode coming up soon.
1: Yeah, we doing this. So I'm gonna so sa- to I'm gonna say
0: things. that for another time.
1: Yeah, so obviously, as as you've heard, like Chris's story is like people like person can give you advice, and depending on if you want to ever go for it, sometimes it's worth trying it because even though you might not think it's your cup of tea, but you don't know until once you've done it at least once. Uh, it was not the same with uh, me being like a seafarer at one point i never expected to work at sea i was always like the idea of working as a resort rep and i liked seeing people um from a workplace um getting to know them and i found being like a seafarer applied for it at random got an interview got the job and I've seen so many different people from all different backgrounds and different bits of wisdom uh so like before i'd always feel like i would have to chat uh in an environment because i felt like i was pressurized too but one crew member said at one point is sometimes it is good just to be in the company of others you don't have to feel like you need to speak just for the sake of it sometimes you could be in the company of someone doing something else but you know their presence is there and if you did want to talk about it. So for me, I always felt pressurised. I had to talk. Um, it could be the weirdest thing or the random or sound like the stupidest thing, but I always fancied breaking the silence. I didn't like it because I always felt pressurised. I don't know if, Chris, you kind of get what I mean by that? Yeah,
0: no, no. Um, basic, Basically comfortable silences. Mm. You... Yeah. I remember when we first started hanging out, we didn't really have them a lot. No, no that's true. but I've noticed over the last like couple of years, you've gotten a lot better. At just, just being in the moment and just being completely mm. chill. And it, yeah. I get what you mean because sometimes you know th- those silences and pauses can be awkward. Mm. But no, I know exactly what you mean
1: yeah it's always good and and everyone has it and no one needs to feel like they're pressurized to always do talking i mean i'm not bad in my interviews because it's like if everyone's like waiting outside i will usually crack up a conversation because that way it kind of eases eases the mood a little bit because everyone knows when you first go into like interviews it's a room full of everyone else and you feel like oh it's a competition i can't speak to them or can't talk to them i'm not like that (laughs) I, I feel like i have to mention something called a bit light-hearted um depending on what it was so uh mm-hmm. i used to work over over um abroad um working for like a company um and when i went for other interviews after i finished a season with them uh, i used to like just break the tension they're saying oh how is everyone doing or everyone's a bit quiet today for this type of job bro how is everyone today just something like that because it lights mm-hmm. the mood and it gets more people talking and Obviously, you know when you're waiting for an interview, it's a bit nerve-wracking when you're just waiting and one person goes up. So it's just sparking the conversation.
0: I've not had a job interview. Have you not? No, I've had three jobs, no interviews.
1: Ah. (laughs) I mean, they're not too bad. I mean, like, there's all... Interviews are never to trick people at all, but it's an experience. Um, Mm. And it's usually good if you've got a question to ask them back that puts them Mm. on the spot because you can see how they react if they react well to it you know it's a good company if not you think oh i can't ask questions is it think that's not right
0: yeah Well, I mean, and your thing about talking has brought to another impact on my life and that was when i started my current job going back to the confidence thing i didn't have a lot in myself and i wasn't particularly good at, at talking to large crowds uh, same with the singing i couldn't sing in front of people i couldn't talk in front of large crowds Public speaking not really my thing. I, and I wasn't exactly the most social. I was quite introverted and quiet. Right. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know, me now, you know, doing a podcast, Twitch yeah. streaming, singing. No, I ten years ago that wasn't me. Mm. Um but what happened was uh my boss went started going to these business meetings. Mm. And then what happened was she couldn't always make them, so she went, "Hmm, Chris can go in my place instead." Oh, All right, so eight nineteen-year-old Chris was uh, thrown into business meetings as a representative for the whole company so out, in front of out, bus- of, out of fifty out business people every week, wow, that must and have been I had a to. Too. I had to talk to 50 business people every week. And I had to grow uh, like company relationships with these people. Mm. Like My company and turnover was on the line by my performance. Wow. Bearing in mind I was an admin assistant mm. or mm. admin um, apprentice when I joined this company. This was a big role for me to fill. I was gonna say, and... Yeah. But it... But... The influence it had on me is I can now talk to people Mm -hmm. because I like these meetings started at six o'clock in the morning, which meant waking up at five and so you're tired, you're under a lot of pressure, Mm. like, and there's a lot of like, I've only been in business for like two, three years at this point. And I wasn't even, like, a head of company. And these guys were all directors and managers and CEOs of their respective companies. And there was me, this kid.
1: Must have left quite the impression, though. Obviously, that is is quite a big jump going from, like, to an assistant to then start seeing the head honchos. Because as much as people are humans, it's different when you see someone that is in greater power. Because you can never judge someone and you never know if you might annoy them if anything happens. yeah there
0: was there was a head accountants there were solicitors there was builders right? Mm. like there was all these range of people and then there was just me this office assistant for a butcher's like I felt completely out of place when I started mm. and I did this for a year 18 months and by oh. the end I had a reputation I was the bubbly young man who could go there every week without fail there at 6 o'clock, which is amazing considering how often I would oversleep for my actual shift, but I never overslept on a Friday morning. and um, But always came up with a different pun. I always had a joke at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then the biggest influence was... The week after the previous story about, you know, an old man saying to me I should use something with my voice. The week after, I had to do a 10-minute presentation about the company on my own with questions being asked. And the first slide was, if I could do anything, I would like to sing like this guy. And it would be a picture of Sir Willard White, which is a you know is a bass baritone. He's a, you know, a very good singer, sings Old Man River and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions was, we know about your company, you've done really well, but you've got a minute left. Sing for us.
1: They <laughs> put you on the
0: spot. Right on the spot, it's ten to seven on a Friday morning. And and I I was shaking in my boots anyway, because it's the first time we've done a ten minute presentation. I've been doing okay. 60 seconds for the past year, mm. but ten minutes completely on my own mm. with questions normally I don't get questions but I had questions and then I had to sing the thing I was least comfortable with and I did it wow. because they said sing something we'll all know the words of and I knew that most of the room watched rugby oh. and the rugby song is Swing Low Sweet Chariot oh, which awesome. I know because Willard White sings mm-hmm. and I sung it because' all the blokes who watch rugby said they will sing it with me
1: oh, that's, that's good. and
0: none of the sods did oh. they left me to do it on my own, and I oh, did no. it, and I did two verses 'cause I knew the second verse, I went, time's up, the ten minutes are up, I don't have to do this anymore, and like that left a big impact 'cause if along with what that man said i it gave me just enough confidence. To do that, then it gave me enough confidence to follow through with the singing lessons. I didn't just hide away like, oh, I've done it now. I can no, I carried on, and it's been five years now. That, that's
1: good because then it's obviously you've gone out you went out of your comfort that, zone.
0: And that story still gives me shakes.
1: It's always good though, because I mean, fair, fair enough. We don't always like look on the past, but it's always good to have something that you can always remember. And something where it was like a stepping stone in the right direction where you wanted to go. So mm. I, I fully get that. And it is scary going out of your comfort zone. I have to admit, it's one of the nerve-wracking things ever. Like, you don't know are you're going to be confident in it or you're going to be knowledgeable. But sometimes you just got to take a step. Take it in your stride. And let's say you ever get thrown in the job that you're not 100% sure on, but you know you can make it. Still do it. You can always ask questions, and there's nothing wrong with ask asking. I mean, when I've been at sea, I've done different roles, responsibilities, and I've never been ashamed to ask her a hand, even if it's something that I want to just a refresh on uh, the system or something to do. Uh, I know, obviously, in this day and age, not many people would like to ask questions. I mean, in school, when everyone like teachers asked at the end, anyone got any questions? Nobody wanted to put their hands up. <laughs> We all know this and as much as you know you had questions you did not want to ask in front of people because everyone was just worried they look like a fool but at the end of the day what I've learned is you look more like a fool if you don't ask because if you don't ask you don't necessarily so get or you don't get an answer and if you, can't, if you ask somebody and they say they don't know you can always ask someone that does and both of you get the benefit and at the end of the day it's teamwork someone else mm. can help you or give you at least a little bit of advice yeah. similar to like with chris he had someone that came up that basically told him you should do something with your voice even if it's just something like the work so i got like um so similar to like what chris did i got promoted in my line of work because somebody said oh mark you should apply you might be quite good at going up to like the next ranking of like started to run areas and do that. I didn't think about doing it because I thought I was still uh, too young, too naive. Coffee um, so like Chris getting put into like meetings. I thought I might not be fit for it, but no. He said, "I think you've got it." I'm sure like the management will write you because obviously you have to get a written form in, being or oh, like recommendation. Can't this apply and be like, "Oh, I haven't got recommendation. I a swipe by." But yeah, they were more than happy to um, write me write me in a report. And lo and behold, I managed to obtain it and I told the guy before I left, because basically I do like what um I've two different watches and I used to work on both of them. Now I only work on one. So I, when I saw the guy I said, Yeah, cheers, cheers for telling me about that. Uh, unfortunately now I'm on the uh, other watch, but thank you for your encouragement. And yeah, it's like and that's me getting promoted into a better mm-hmm. a better position for myself and it's just taking the step forward, and yeah. it's, it's it's nice that you've got people that will say something to you instead of just holding it back.
0: So we've been going on about like two of the more I would say the more recent ones we've done. Like I've been doing mostly singing, you've been doing games and your work. But yeah. what's the oldest influence you remember? Because mine is from one of my closest friends, Talia. Because her influence, she's been an influence on me for the past 22 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the biggest one is the fact that when I was four and I <laughs> met her, I have no idea how I introduced myself because I didn't talk. Ah. I was four years old and I didn't talk to people. That's quite interesting. And people weren't even sure if I could talk. In fact, I had a speech therapist mm-hmm. who was sure I would never talk. She thought I'd just be a mute. Or I could make mm-hmm. sounds. I would make, I'd like babble in my own language, as my sister would say. Mm-hmm. I didn't really talk to people. Then I met Talia. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember how it came to be, but Talia's one of those people where... If she sees uh, an odd sheep of the family or an odd sheep in class who hasn't really got anyone to talk to, mm-hmm. she would be the person to talk to. She oh. would go over and she would talk to you. She's always been that good person. That's quite and good she's train. the reason I talk. Because mm-hmm. she got me talking. And she's been my longest friend. That is good. Right. I, That's why if anyone talks bad about Ty, I will fight you. <laughs>
1: Because, oh, because
0: people may have like these bad ideas of who she is, but she's only a bad person to you if you give her reason to be. Mm. She starts everyone off with the same level of respect. She'll respect you as long as you respect her. You cross that line. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> that, that
1: is a fair point. Well,
0: she, it's she's happening. influenced me throughout the years but that that's like the big one
1: mm. for me I don't if I have I don't think I can recall something as young as that in the terms of inspiration like that mine's on a different level uh, when I was young and Cartoon Network always used to watch uh, when I was young
0: good channel. And
1: what appeared uh, one afternoon was One Piece. Of course, yes. that was the dubbed version because it was... Yeah, with the
0: lollipop instead of the cigarette for Sanji.
1: Mm, and it was just... I fell in love with it. I love the story because it basically was the start going through mm. the arcs where they meet He's like... It's blue. And um, I, used to, I used to love watching it. And it taught me different values like with like friendship and like someone that could seem intimidating m- might actually be the nicest person once you get to talk to it so if you think about it when uh, if you have watched it you'll see when Zoro and Luffy first meet it's like one's a pirate one's a pirate hunter and you get to judge someone being like they're not that scary they're actually quite nice and mm. even if something like a pirate was painted in a bad picture they're not <coughs> As evil, I mean, no if you look at history, there were some pirates that were doing good. It was just they weren't flying under a banner. And obviously, uh, as people do know, in real pirate era time, uh, some most of them were actually hired by governors. In like, mm. so like the England would have its own pirates that go out and get the riches. Yeah, and some so. people uh, when they got caught, I uh, can't remember the captain exactly. It might have been Captain Kidd. One basically were saying I'm working for a governor why am I getting prosecuted but wash the hands of it because obviously you're not going to touch anything that can get you in trouble but they were being honest, they were under rules that someone was following they just were their own means so, but going back to like One Piece, that's heavily got me into watching anime and reading uh, a lot of the manga so mm. I focused more now on like the manga side of One Piece, but yeah, my... it was interesting because it opened me up to a whole new world. Um, and a lot of the stories are quite good. I mean, like you've got nowadays like slice of life, you can relate to some of the stuff there. You've got adventure, fantasy. There's always something there. My,
0: but... like I watched uh, my my anime days as a kid was uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon. I I think I watched like a couple of episodes of One Piece, but I was like. Mm-hmm. Never at the TV, the right time to watch it, so I didn't really get a lot into it. My main shows as a kid was either Disney or Power Rangers or Pokemon. Those were my shows. But I but I got influenced into anime from my friend, well, our joint friend, actually, Luke Richardson. Um, he introduced me properly to anime when I was, like, early teens, like 12, 13. So I'm quite late to the show in that regards. But I have to agree about One Piece, like the whole uh, you you look after your friends. You mm. don't, you know, if someone beats them up, you want to protect them. Um, mm. Like, you know, basically, it's all right to share dreams with your friends, but don't lose yourself at the same time. Mm. Exactly. And that's what I like about One Piece. They're all very different people, but boy, do they stand for each other. Oh, yeah. and I love that. For me, my main shows at the moment, uh, I'm quite mainstream anime. I watched, you know, Boku no Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. I watched Haikyu, but I I enjoyed the season of One Punch Man. Didn't actually watch the second season, but I think my favourite one at the moment is Yuri on Ice. I don't know if you've seen that one.
1: I've not, but I know of it and had very good things from a mm-hmm. load of people. Including yeah.
0: Sam. And I, and you know, anime is... You know, I'd say it's influenced me in a positive way because most of the ones I watch is people working hard mm-hmm. to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that because it reminds me that all these people have achieved their goals, not because they were blessed... Mm. Because they worked their socks off Brilliant. and they even stumble, they fall, they have bad days, they mm. get stuck, and they can still move forward from that. And that is really influential and positive mojo for me just to keep trying.
1: Mm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, cause obviously it's, it's nice to see like struggle. It, it sounds really mean saying it that way, mm. but it's always good to see there really is struggle to achieve what you want because.
0: Yeah. And it makes what you want to do more realistic because you, you see, like, you know that in the end they're going to get what they want because it'd be a very upsetting show <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Well, but I mean, sometimes otherwise, they do throw at that one or two characters don't get what they want and yeah. you just go, shit. And it makes you like, I might not be able to do it. However, if I work hard and truly work hard, I might actually do this. Mm. You can't guarantee it, but nothing in life is guaranteed apart from taxes.
1: Yeah. yeah, Pretty much. That, that's always going to be something that's out there. But uh, everything achievable, it could be the smallest challenge the largest. So, Like the first challenge, as we mentioned, the first step is a challenge because you're going out of your comfort zone. You don't know where you want to go or where you want to take it. But if you experience stuff, then you can kind of define where you want to go. Because when I was younger, I was doing a lot of art, like sketches. Like I used to do sketches, but and using pencil. I do it in pen. So if I made a mistake, I just had to keep going. I couldn't backtrack because I didn't want to backtrack. Um, so I used to do a lot of like Asian style with then doing a feather in ink and doing like, the scrolls. So one thing I used to do was do like um, a fish, but I would use the Chinese symbol for fish and make it out of that and do so. So if I made a mistake, I would then have to try and fix it. So luckily, I could make any type of fish I wanted because I left myself with a wide range. So if I made like a tusk, I could say it's a catfish or I could do it <laughs> anywhere like that. But I changed from wanting to be an artist to working in the travel and tourism trade, which obviously has been hit hard recently with the recent COVID and stopping that. But yes, uh, my parents basically said, you might be interested in travel and tourism uh, because I used to talk a lot um, and I was basically, it was very hard to shut me up when I was (laughs) young. and they said you'd be right up the alley for being like a resort rep and I took that and I went to various places and uh, I went to a college in Dover which has now changed its name but they were re- they had um, a tourism course going and it would cover all categories with resort rep and also cabin crew and when I was doing it I found it was quite interesting because there's a load of jobs in that trade which you might not even think about like baggage handlers and stuff like that checking in to there's different types of resort rep like there are some that are couples so so if some people are a couple together you can go on a site and then you could easily help fair enough it might just be you two on your own but if you're a team you get to see each other work on the site you'll you'll still get your days off uh, and lo and behold I did that for three years I could have done like the level three which is the two years and straight onto it, but I wanted to do the first one because it had a um, good sub of resort now. Got that under. I had to do a presentation in front of my peers. Very nerve-wracking. Um, stumbled a bit, but I did pick up knowledge of where I could improve on that with, like, information and, like, more pricing. And when I did the next course above, it was cabin crew. Lo and behold, I didn't think I was going to be too good in that market but we had a instructor that does do cabin crew. And they actually said, Mark, maybe you should take an interest in that industry because I showed quite good. Like, even though I didn't select myself to be the senior cabin crew member, like in charge, but because I was always engaging with my fake passengers, cause it was the other peers and uh, it'd be like scenarios, like if someone was sick, so I'd check on them, make sure they're okay. Do that, and I must have left an impression because they said, "Oh yeah, I might have ever thought about doing it." <laughs> Lo and behold, I haven't done it. Uh, I went more the rep side and like left. Um, Cause I actually left the course a couple of months early, so I did all my coursework and I worked worked abroad. as my first uh, actual paying job, which was quite interesting. And that mm, all was a recommendation cool. of like me doing travel Tourism by my folks.
0: Mm, that's a good bit of influence. Um, yeah. I mean. We've done quite some positive influences, but have you got any influences that you recall which is a bit more, I don't want to say negative, but uh, you're either I, s- negative uh, or unsure whether it was positive or negative because it had both sides? Because I think I've got a pretty solid one. But I want you to go first on this one.
1: Right, so, yes, my... Uh My life hasn't been smooth sailings. Uh, There have been hurdles. I I could list many, but there's no there's no need to. I'll I'll mention ones that have changed. So, of course, when I was in school, I was bullied quite a lot. Uh, Stupid reasons why. I wasn't wasn't justified why I should have been. But even though, but I've grown empathy from doing it because whereas I was bullied for various reasons and unjustly. some of it being fat, of course. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know and that. One.
1: Other things, even my nose, people like said, have be eyes. I thought it's a, it's a bit judging and wouldn't come up and say nicely, just be harsh and say it by my back. But then you really find out who is your true friends. Uh, and the difference between bullying and joking is that at least when you know when you're with your friends, it is implied that he's joking. But I grew empathy to other people. That were in the same, so I would go up and see how they were doing and be like, Are you okay, and look after my friends. And one bully is just a dick, but you shouldn't let that rule over your life. It did for me, it heavily impacted my confidence throughout school. Um, and I've only just been like regaining it bit by bit from the work that I've done. So that was a small category. Another time is being when I was actually working abroad, and I was living with another colleague of mine, and we were fine at first. But then, throughout certain actions, we just drifted apart, and it was like I was getting accused of like uh, something, even though I wasn't. I was just coming up with like an idea, and we were slowly falling out. He started getting into fights and then i just like started setting my ground being like i'm not gonna associate you with uh we'll, we'll work professionally as a relationship but i'm gonna now treat it as just professional you can't let's just say this to me anymore you've got to stay uh so i was learning then to stand my ground which mm. do at any age you can do it i wasn't like young teenage when i was doing this job i was i think 19 so near near enough young adult uh, and standing my ground there and there was another case where uh, when I first went over my camera got stolen and then I basically had to find out how can I get their camera back so went to my team leader went through managed to get hold of the manager found the person but it was standing ground trying to get it bullying stuff and I've also made mistakes in relationships so there is that, and we have mentioned it before, but...
0: We, we, we've we we've had a couple of con- yeah. uh, <laughs> podcasts on relationships.
1: Yeah, and, it, and it's like there's different love languages out anywhere, and you're going to do something that's going to piss them off. You can't avoid that because you ain't perfect. You're human. You make mistakes, but you can learn. But you don't want to change who you are because that was the mistake that I've made with some relationships. I changed who I was. Or I felt like I couldn't talk to the mutual friends that we had because obviously I felt like I was in the wrong when I wasn't. And I went quiet for a long duration not talking to two of my best mates. Which they reminded me about to never do again. And obviously my co-host happens to be one of them. Which we have made.
0: Yeah, you're right, bitch.
1: (laughs) So, and that's the thing. Even after that long duration, they sat me down and we had a conversation. Didn't hate me. Had um, a reasonable chat, had a laugh. Why I went quiet? Because I don't shut up, and hence on the podcast, you know that everything goes off script when it comes to me. That's why I am editing this episode. As commandments for think I've done. So do bear in mind, if it doesn't seem perfect, it's because it's my hands this time, not the perfect. Chris's turn. Just cover that. That's my uh, lovely brand of this episode. Excuses. But yes, Excuses. Harsh things have happened, but I wouldn't yeah. take it away. Because it's made me who I am. And I'm happy. It's with, character with development. I am. I am still confident. Still shine. Um, don't get me wrong. I will still be quiet. Uh, but if I get talking to you. And we really do talk. Do bear in mind. I won't shut up. I will ramble on. Like I usually do. Yeah. But yeah. Hardships are worth having. Because you know how to achieve them eventually. And you do see different viewpoints now they have been a couple of mine they are small stories i could go further more so if anyone is listening to this and they want to hear more of these tales i am happy i'm an open book chris chris knows this but it's now time to talk to chris about his
0: yeah well mine could pretty much explain why i'm not as confident as i could be um so all throughout primary school, I was the quiet kid, but I was slowly getting more confident because I was with Talia. Mm-hmm. Secondary school, I didn't have her. She went to Castle, I went to Warmer, mm-hmm. the two local secondary schools. Neither of them exist anymore, really. Mm-hmm. One turned into an academy, and the others closed down. It's something completely else. Yeah. But the friend group I had in secondary was a completely different. Ball game, and honestly, I'm only properly friends now with two of them out of them all. And they were our last special guests, they were Scott and Max, like out of my close knit friend group. Like mm-hmm. Luke joined in as part of the proper friend group from sixth form, but for me during the main years of secondary school, Luke was just a friend. In a different group. He was like more of the. He was the smart. But he played around with the fun people. And I hang around with the nerds. Because. For some reason I was considered a nerd. And that's probably because I was good at maths. And I was quiet. Um, plus I got on well with Scott. Like quite well with Scott. And Max was just quiet. So it was good. But we had a couple of people in that group. were Who weren't exactly. The best to be around. I'm not gonna say names because because they're different people now. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're better, but I never felt like I could truly express myself. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they would judge me they they used to you know if I had feelings for someone they would like tell that person before I got the courage to do it myself. Oh, I get it. I've yeah. never been able to confess to someone my feelings mm-hmm. properly. Because they did it for me oh, I see. before, well before I was ready. Mm-hmm. And it really helped, didn't help my personal development. And I never felt truly confident.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And But at the same time, they used to take the mick out of things. Like I mean, they called me chubs for the whole of secondary oh. and sick form. In which is why I don't give a crap if anyone calls me fat anymore because I've had 7 years of it. Come up with something new, please.
1: Yeah, yeah um, you like a thicker skin.
0: From- but, during my first year or so of secondary I was very emotionally, like I could cry like that. Mm-hmm. And then after year 9 I would, I think I only cried like Four times in between year 9 and year 13. Okay. That was it. So it's like once every year and a half. Mm. And that was... I think one time I was very ill. Mm. One... And... One time I thought I was going to fail my A-levels and the stress just got me. Oh, get yeah, stressed. yeah. And a couple of personal at home things which I can't remember. And then I it took me until like two or three years ago before i let myself fully be emotional again mm-hmm. like i pretty much walled myself up
1: I, I do get that because i've i've done that i've walled up emotions where well. i've just come as a well as the old saying you get so told to man up as they say <laughs> that mm. you then start losing your emotions, which I, I was very worried about, that. I think I started thinking that I actually lost expressing emotions. Mm. So, yeah, upset I, people.
0: I, everyone sort of knew me as I, I was either quiet or the really happy guy. I was always happy, I was always polite, hmm. but I can look through photos of me and I can go, that was a fake smile, that was a fake smile. I could see every time I was faking being happy. Because it was just easier for people to think I was the happy kid. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Because like, you, you won't get asked too many questions that you can't always have the answer to. Whereas, like, exactly.
0: Maybe if he guys, oh, ha- hey, how are you doing, Chris Top of the world, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, I'm fine. Mm. No, the real answer, I was probably doing shit I was stressed. What would you have stressed about? Well, everyone has put me on this pedestal where they think I'm actually quite clever. And really, I'm not, I'm a... I'm an average student who was just good at maths. Mm. And who was, you know, okay at... Well, I was pretty good at pronouncing stuff in Spanish. Because oh, I could good. roll my R's and do the ches. Oh, <laughs> I can't do
1: yeah, I, I, that. You know, I could do
0: like the... Br- r- r- g- mm-hmm. I could do that. quite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was pretty confident in my speaking skills, but... And unless it was maths or Pokemon, my brain couldn't remember shit. Like, like I had one A, which was maths. Five Bs, four of which were ICT coursework, so I didn't have to remember anything. Nice. The other one was RE of all things. Oh, God, but I was but I was working in an Indian restaurant, so I had a bon I had a cheat on everyone else because we had. It was the comparison between Christianity and Islam. Oh, okay. And whilst I was working with Muslims, it was very easy to ask them questions which wouldn't be in the textbook because they could the tell me about it mm. and I would I actually had first hand experience of it so they would tell me and talk to me about it that and that's the only reason I have a B because my Muslim side, my Islam side of the exam paper I nearly nailed mm. because I had all this extra information
1: Which is always helpful.
0: exactly so I could write things which wasn't mm. in the criteria because I, I knew about it mm. And then everything else was a C. Well, oh, cool. I just... Just Cs. Mm. Like, not amazing, just enough to not fail. Which is... And my A-levels are about the same. They're just... Just enough to not fail.
1: But it's, st- it's still good. Because, I mean, like, even like a C and like, stuff. I mean, it's quite interesting that like, when you do find out about various other cultures and how, how different it is and it is so much different talking to somebody that's part of it instead of reading it in a book because you never know who's written the book necessarily or what their important exactly.
0: is actually working in an Indian with the Islams was a big influence because hmm. they gave me a different fact of work ethic yeah. so that was good If you like our content, please consider supporting us on Ko-fi. So, obviously,
1: we've been talking a lot about impacts in ourselves, and we have given advice on stuff that we we think people need to know. Um, We're always up for discussing impact stuff that's been going on. And, for example, we've we've talked about COVID and the impacts that are happening, Uh, now that the lockdowns are starting to get lifted we need to still be careful in a way, things aren't going to go back to a normal that people are used to, like on the news uh, recently I was seeing like how now you can meet people outside, like uh, at least six people Uh, but the shocking thing is that some of these parks were getting destroyed by the litter and it was insane because it's like You think everyone's had lockdown, most of them do tidy up or they're now stuck in their houses so you get tidying and then once people are let out, you're getting like so much garbage piled up and it's like, fair enough, there is people that will go out clearing but you're not helping the situation of, should you really start letting people out? I know it's not a positive topic but that is something that's impactful to the world and the community. Because it's mm. it's not affecting yourself necessarily, but you're affecting the whole area. And some rules, then, they might be like, right, well, we can't trust people in parks anymore. So, we're either going to close it down until the next lot. I just... I mean, nowadays, it's not too bad. Like, people are... It's not everybody. It's just a few. But if people could
0: tie yeah, well, up or pick up We, their own, we were on a, a walk earlier awesome. today, and there was just, was just box... Uh, an empty Easter egg box on mm. the floor, or like, yeah. like, it's just the box as well. Or like, throw like it in the, the bin, people.
1: Or, or burn. If people were like wanting to have like a fire, or, or even to make stuff in like arts and crafts, it doesn't take much. And some places will take in boxes to send off yeah. to recycle because reuse are
0: Yeah, It may be something minor, but if enough people do that, it has a big impact mm. on the environment and it's like it's not difficult it is ridiculous how humans can be so thoughtful of mm. other people yeah at the same time so thoughtless about the environment and the thing the things they do like mm. i'm not i'm not gonna do this spiel about how everyone should be like vegans for animal welfare or mm. you know because I get it, I'm not going to fight that, I am a carnivore myself, I won't turn vegan because yeah. I just don't see me being able to do it, but the the least I can do is keep my rubbish to myself, and yeah. I do that.
1: Uh, and sure, I'm
0: a little messy, simple. but...
1: <laughs> it's a simple thing, and, and there are enough bins out there, and if there's not, people could just write into the council being like, we could do with a few more bins to tackle the issue and stuff mm. like that. just contact your local right parish still you in going in. but that's more like a disprotection your area and obviously I know it's not the most positive thing or enlightening but
0: but it, it and important. it probably doesn't need to be said I'm I know I know some of our listeners and I know this doesn't need to be said to them but if you're a new listener and if you do this just 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 think about it it's convenient for you at the time, but think of the long term effect.
1: Mm. Especially um, how long we're staying on. And the yeah. thing is, that there's other stuff going on. And if you've got someone that's trying to sort out the rubbish, that's time that they could be sorting something else in the lo- long. So, and plus, if rubbish does build up in a certain level, it makes it a risk of like fire. And the last thing people want is stuff starting to burn down.
0: Exactly. I know that
1: sounds extreme but it doesn't actually take that much no, it doesn't take much to actually trigger stuff. I mean, I've done the mm. courses I've learned about it and it is insane
0: yeah but I think that's I think that's enough mm. ear chewing um, but you you talking about uh, environment and the community made me think of one last impact and this one, I'm going to make it a happy impact Um Obviously, for the past, excluding the excluding last year, for the past 10 years, mm. I've been a scout leader. Volunteering, using my time as the assistant beaver scout leader for the local group. Uh, I have seen, I'm going to say on average, 20, 10 to 20 kids a year. Because we generally have a group of 20 plus. But obviously, as they grow older, they leave us and do all that. And we, we suck. We go through a fair amount of kids. I want to say I've probably impacted about eighty to one hundred and twenty different kids. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, probably more, but at least that range. Mm. And one of my favourite things is when I get the kids when they move up to cubs. They say they do the whole goodbye. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see you like during events. Mm. But what I like what i've like to do every now and then is i go to like the cubs or the scouts you know if i'm free i can just go see them yeah. and it's so nice then they, they see me and they remember me mm. and they go it's panda or it's chris depending on how old they are and they talk to me like and i like to think that's such a nice thing that, that i've had a positive effect on their life mm. and that's put in turn put a positive effect effect on me because it's it's kept me doing it but there's a couple of kids that have looked me dead in the eye and, like they're scouts or explorers now and they've looked me in the eye and go, you're the best leader i've had
1: oh,
0: and that crazy. just melts me because i'm just like you've had a lot of leaders because we've got like seven to eight leaders per group because obviously because as we're volunteers we need at least like One kid per six plus Mm -hmm. an extra person. So, if we got 24, that's we need at least five people in the room at any one point as Mm -hmm. leaders. So, we always have extras. So, you know, leaders can, you know, do like other tasks in a different part of the building, or we can like split up so we can, like, or a leader can have a toilet break without worry, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So, we've always had like at least five to eight people per group. So they've seen like fifteen to twenty-four leaders at this point, and they pick me as the number one. And they they look me dead in the eye, and they Ales, like one of them said it to me, and her parents are the cub leaders.
1: <laughs>
0: and she and she said, yeah, she may be my mum, and she may be like the assistant cub leader, like like second in charge. You're still my
1: favourite. Oh,
0: And I haven't seen these kids for over a year. And the impact it's going to have on me when we go back, eventually, once we're allowed to, is just going to be a bit overwhelming. I'll probably take, like, the Wednesday off streaming that week so I could go to Scouts, Cubs and Beavers just to go all three and go, these are my kids. I've had influence on all of these kids. I'm at least going to do the Monday and the Friday Mm. because the Scouts at the moment have a bunch of kids from four or five years ago and those kids that I remember were incredible and they were the ones that first adopted my nickname of Panda Ah. so they still know me as Chris Uh. whereas all the younger ones just talk to me as Panda but Uh, It's just going to be so nice to walk into a room and some kids are going to go, Panda! And some kids are going to go, Chris! I'm just going to go, yes, it's me!
1: It's Panda Chris on the show.
0: And Scouts has been such a big positive influence on my life. I mean, I've been part of the Scouting Association now for over 15 years. Mm. No, that's wrong. For over 20 years. I started when I was six I went from 2006 no 2001 I started the day after my sixth birthday was my first session yeah my birthday that year was a Thursday Thursday the 25th of January 2001 and then the next day Friday 26th of January 2001 I walked into the Scout Hut for the first time and it's it's been solid part of my life ever since
1: that that is good, that is good to hear, and that is a good end to um, mm. a good episode. And the yeah. thing is, as it's been impactful, we've managed to cover quite a lot of categories within it. Um, yeah, and it's not and it's not bad. But obviously, like the future is now coming up, and we know for the fact is soon we're going to have the barber shops opening. It's going to be good. Yeah, we can finally get the haircut. I mean, for me, I look like a mad scientist at the minute, and obviously now that I wear glasses, it's reinforcing that.
0: <laughs> I'm slowly getting uh, the uh, 2006 emo length hair. Like, I don't have it as bad as a friend of ours, but I'm almost there. And unfortunately, hmm. with I don't actually get my haircut until episode seven. It comes out on the day of episode 6, which is the 24th of uh, April. Hmm. Uh, But my haircut, you won't see until the 8th of May. But next episode, if all goes to plan, we have a new guest. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm going to tell you anything about them. If you want to know more, uh, you'll have to either follow us on Twitter... You'll have to get me talking on Twitch, or you'll have to join our Discord. Oh, you do. do. Those are the three ways. Links in the description of the YouTube video, not on Spotify, because I haven't figured that out yet. And, um, however, we are coming to that time. It's Jingle Time, and this time, it's Mark's turn. That's what you got for us.
1: is the maker of the jingle thing. (coughs) And he dreads this each time, because... I even get told a day before, but I never make a jingle up because I always make it up the last minute by some of the conversations that we stay. But I do grow, like I lose track of my mind, and I lose thinking, I no, know what I have talked about. And I've hardly come up with a jingle that actually works. Um, so I might try to, um, and it might be like Mark's question corner. Uh, so it might work like that if not i'm gonna go with panda chris uh i'll make a jingle for that
0: okay um, okay okay so oh, we didn't really have mark's corner. question
1: welcome to his corner a thousand questions in the mind which one will chris pick or will it be a guest open the mind of mark's question corner that was random but i'm gonna keep that and i'm gonna save panda chris for like sing another jingle because it's a shame i talked
0: over the first bit Hmm? shame i talked over the first bit
1: oh that's fine, mate it still works as a jingle um my voice echoes quite a lot so i guarantee it will cover over
0: (laughs) yeah you will but folks that's all for now so remember have a drink have a laugh we love you from the bottom of our guts and until next time Bye-bye.